There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hi everybody, welcome to another podcast of the Forbidden Doctor. I'm Dr. Jack, and Mary is here with me. And I'm Mary, yes. Yes. Excited to be here. Good, because we have a very exciting topic this time. This is the most Googled topic. It's up 420% since December of 2014. 420% of people have Googled da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da what? Oh, oh, oh you want me to give the title? <laughs> yes. Cleansing, detoxification, Those two and words. weight loss. Just cleansing, detoxification. Those two words have been Googled. What but- is going on that there would be a 420% increase on Google searches for cleansing and detoxification just since December? Well, you know, you were all al- altruistic and saying, oh, it's just because people want to get healthy. And I kind of don't think so. You Maybe, don't think so. I don't know. I think it was, has everything to do with weight loss. Well, we're going to talk about some of the craziest ideas about cleansing out there and the means that some people will use that actually hurt you. I had a lady that was 68 years old, and she had her ex-husband coming or something to see her. She had about four months to lose weight, and she was freaked out. I mean, she would kind of come up to me and like shake me on the shoulders because she was doing that horrible master cleanse that we're oh, going to talk about. We'll talk about the And I kept cleanse. telling her how dangerous it was. And she came up to me and she was like, Mary, you don't understand. I have to lose weight. And I... And what did you do? I, uh, nothing. I met her where she was. And I said, I understand this is really important for you, but I'm concerned about your health. And so I taught her how to do a very safe, gentle detox. Well, I taught her, but she wouldn't do it. Well, she was sold on the master cleanse. Yeah, honestly, she wouldn't do it. She says, absolutely not. I'm doing this master cleanse. Now, the master cleanse is essentially lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper in about a gallon of water. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you lose weight fast when you do this is because you are upsetting the chemical balance of the body. The lemon juice is over-acidifying the system. The body wants to get rid of that as fast as it can. The lemon juice will trigger some liver activity. So it is dumping chemicals. And so the body will use a lot of its stored water to get rid of that. And the maple syrup, this is so nutty. The maple syrup is fructose. Your body is designed to handle a little bit of fructose at a time. You decide that you want to eat an apple a day which is good because of the calcium malate that's in it. Berries are healthier than apples, by the Mm -hmm. way, because there's not as much sugar. But if you have concentrated fructose, like there is in maple syrup, that fructose bypasses the insulin pathway because it doesn't really trigger insulin release. It goes straight to the liver and forces the liver to convert it to fat. Mm. So this is, you know... Then it detoxes the fat. 
Yeah, and then and then they they lose weight, but they're not losing weight for the right reason. Yeah. And they're, and so that's where the the liver goes through phase one and phase two of liver t- detox, which I talk about all the time, where it makes a toxin fat soluble or water soluble, so it can get it out your oh the liver is marvelous bowel or it, out your bladder. It's it, it's marvelous in its function in that regard. But the scary thing is, and this is what I I wanted to grab this lady right back and say. Do you understand what's going to happen when you force these toxins out of your fatty tissue? Your liver is forced to get rid of them with all that massive amounts of lemon juice. And you have leaky gut. What'd she say? Oh, she didn't care. Honestly. All she wanted to do was lose weight. Yeah. Even if the methodology she employed would hurt her. Honey, I had a patient last week that had taken FenFen back, oh, 20, 30 years ago and lost some weight. It just has mitral valve prolapse problems to this day. One of the reasons they took it off the market. Yeah. Fenfetamine. Yeah. Fenton, 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 something like that and fenfetamine. So that's the reason we're going to be giving you forbidden information about cleansing that you may not know, even though it's the most searched item in Google. Well, they're, you know, they're searching it because they want to learn about it. Yeah. And well, they want to learn about it because they've heard from somebody somewhere or they might have read something that indicated that the older you get, the more toxic you get. Yeah, I still think they just want to lose weight. But Well, okay. So they're looking. Someone said if you get rid of the toxins out of your body, your body will let go of the fat. Yeah, it's true. So bing. It's true. That rings something inside of them. It really is true, but there's a safe way to do it and a not safe way to do it. So we have a huge detoxification system in our body, and the headquarters are the liver, okay? But it has departments of the system in every cell in the body. And the sophistication and the complexity of the system is so staggering that even the most knowledgeable biochemists don't have it all figured out. There's so much we don't know about it. But we do know that the system works off certain nutrients. It has to have zinc, magnesium, selenium, um, I can never say that word, molly. Oh, molybdenum. Molybdenum. Yes. And other Remember minerals. Remember I wanted to name one of our sons molybdenum, <laughs> and we just call her I could never say molly. it, molybdenum. And other trace minerals and trace elements, hundreds of enzymes and many amino acids and essential fats. So I want you to imagine a worker, a big, strong worker who's being starved of food and drink. Okay? He's starved. And at the same time, he's been given more and more and more work to do. How's he going to cope with that? Can I bring in a sad story on top of that story? Uh-huh. The the prisoners of war during uh-huh. World War II. I was thinking of them. Yeah. They were used, the prisoners of war just weren't left in these ghetto-type houses and just, you know, until they systematically were removed. They were used in work camps. Uh, Dachau in, in Bavaria, southern Germany, was a very heavily populated work camp. And what happens is that in order to save food for the Wehrmacht, the the German army, these prisoners were only allowed about 400 calories of food a day, mm-hmm. yet they were doing labor that used probably at least 4,000 calories. Yeah. So they didn't last long. It's very so sad. But, this but is it, kind of what you're talking well, about. Well, but d- differently. I'm not talking about concentration camp. I'm just saying somebody that is working too hard and he's being starved of food and drink, he's going to put most of his work on a backlog, isn't he? It's not like he's going to be killed if he doesn't get oh, it done. Oh, he doesn't have the energy to get it done, yeah. so the work backs up. He just backs, it just oh, backs up and, I got you. And, and he hopes for easier times when he'll be able to attend to it, okay? 
That's exactly what the detoxification system does in very sick patients and what we call GAPS patients, people that have very poor health in their gut. It stores the, the various toxic substances in different tissues in the body in order to just deal with them later, okay? That's why most patients that are very toxic are tested for heavy metals and they have petrochemicals and other toxins and they always test positive for these. But a lot of these very toxic chemicals have an affinity for fats and therefore they get stored in body fats, breasts, the human brain. The human brain is, is a, has a very high proportion of fats and then the endocrine systems and the ovaries and the thyroid, the, these are all very fatty places in our body. And then we become, especially with the brain, we become the foggy thinking. We have um, irrational emotions and we go postal over the littlest things and we're depressed. We have no energy, especially when the liver's backed up. There's this thing called the blood-brain barrier that people just assume mm-hmm. is always there, always on guard, protecting the brain. But there are chemicals that will take what's what's known as non-fenestration and create a fenestrated surface, which means little windows of this barrier open up, and these toxins actually will get inside the brain tissue. Yeah. So what we want to do is heal and seal that gut, so it will heal and seal that toxic load going to the brain. We also do some good healing and sealing of the zonulin cells in the brain also, and this restores the body's detox system which is natural, which is beautiful, that works really well all on its own. We don't have to do massive detoxes, but there are people that are extremely toxic, especially cancer patients and other people that work in like professional golfers. They're, very, they're the second most toxic profession out there. Yes. What's the first one? Hairdressers. Hairdressers have the f- first. Yeah, hair. because of all the solvents and mm-hmm. all the stuff that's in chemicals involved in their work, Pro golfers, because every time, every week, a new golf tournament's on television, for two, three, four months, five months in advance, that golf course that's going to be highlighted in that television show has been, the the greenskeeper has been going crazy mm-hmm. with fertilization of this and fertilizing that and chemicals here and chemicals there to get that grass to look like carpet. So when those golfers are walking down the fairway, they're kicking those chemicals up into the air. Yeah, and once you get the gut healthy, the very first thing that's detoxed is the mercury and the lead and the heavy metals. Your body wants to get rid of it like crazy. It's not stupid, okay? So you get the gut healthy first, and then pretty much you don't have to do anything else except for very Well, the body people. has some incredible detoxification systems of its own, thank goodness. Yeah. You're going to talk about that. Well, I, I, I want to mention a few of them here. There are some rather big words, but I remember learning this in school and um, in college. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the liver and, and something called cellular respiration and, and the way that the individual cells take on oxygen, give off carbon dioxide, the way cells take on nutrients, give off nutrients, the way some secretory cells will put out these little vesicles, uh, whatever their compounds are, the, the uh, merocrine, apocrine glands, the, the, the hormone-creating glands, all these things are working all the time in this incredible synergistic unity 
to completely bring in what it needs and to get rid of what it doesn't need. It's brilliant. And it needs a series of micronutrients in order for it to work correctly. The ones I mentioned. The vitamins, the minerals, the enzymes, um, the uh, amino acids, the essential fatty acids, essential amino acids. When these things are present in the diet, as you were mentioning there, the body will work pretty well. You mentioned the, uh, the liver detox. There's two phases to what's called the P450 cytochrome oxidase system. And that's where part of the liver, and they've identified over, I, last I heard was something like 600 different functions that the liver performs, not the least of which is a massive storage place for fat-soluble vitamins, which is one of the reasons why liver, clean liver, is so healthy to the human body. Yeah, and kidneys are almost the same, but they're doing the water-soluble. And there are, uh, there's vitamin D conversion. That's a certain level of vitamin D conversion from D1 up through D4 that takes place between the kidneys and the liver. However, phase one, phase two, it, it's simply where the liver will take something it has to deal with in the form of a water-soluble toxin or a fat-soluble toxin, and it will go through different processes, something called methylation, Mm-hmm. where it will take something that's not really water-soluble and stick a methyl group on the end of it and, and make it water-soluble so the body can get rid of it through the kidneys. It, oh, and, you know, this is something we don't even understand how it works. It's well, so it is fascinating. The sulfurification. I've got a patient I'm working with right now on trying to get the methylation working better. Yeah. Sulfurification. The body will put sulfur, add sulfur to a particular compound to make mm-hmm. it water-soluble. Glucuronidation where the body will use glucuronic acid and create another kind of compound where it becomes water-soluble. But here's where the importance of phase two comes in, because phase one will take these chemicals that don't belong in the body, add these different kinds of chemicals to it, like just, just like somebody in a laboratory mixing up something, mm-hmm. taking a deadly toxic material and making it less toxic, and, and in a form you can get rid of it without worrying about the toxicity becoming more toxic. But in that process of phase one, some things do become more toxic, and it moves into phase two. So the liver is sitting there looking at this stuff and says, all right, I can get rid of that now, but ho, 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 we had to convert this, but now we got something that's even worse. So it moves into phase two, and the body will use, in a different way, similar chemical compounds to detoxify that make it water-soluble or fat-soluble so it can get it out of the body. Your liver literally throws itself on a grenade every day because, you know, Mother Nature just didn't trust us to to eat correctly. (laughs) And then that's inside the liver that's cleansing the blood that comes through the liver. Inside each of our cells, of which we have trillions of them in the body, there's processes called the endoplasmic reticulum. And it just provides a vast number of enzymes that detoxify the various noxious chemicals like drugs. Inside of your cells, there, there is this process to detoxify penicillin, ampicillin, the sulfa drugs, uh, a lot of the uh, recreational drugs. These kinds of things that we take into our system all the time end up inside the cells because big pharma creates these kinds of medications with little identifiers that allow them to get through the security guards there at the wall of our cells. Then there's something called the reticuloendothelial system. 
which is essentially trash removal. And it'll use stuff that's called hydrolysis and oxidative processes and conjugation. And this is the lymph is the home of the reticuloendothelial yeah. system. So when people go to Google and they look up cleansing detoxification, a 420% increase just since December in that topic of searches, it's like, well, man, I should just go cleanse. But your body is cleansing itself all the time. Trash removal is going on all the time by, by what I was just saying. And one of the groups of foods out there that are absolutely essential to provide the liver with what it needs to detoxify itself is a group of vegetables known as the brassicas, the crunchy things. Part of it is cruciferous, but I'm talking about cabbage, Brussels sprouts, uh, red bell peppers, broccoli, asparagus, those crunchy things that we chew up have within them uh, phytochemicals that are, that are unique to the brassicas that help and assist the liver with the raw material it needs to continually, clean, continually cleanse us. Think about the oil filter in your car. Mm -hmm. Every 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 miles if you're using high-grade synthetic oil, whatever. But eventually you have to go in there and they take the filter out because it's full of gook. Yeah, and, and it's they not drain alive. All, it's, it doesn't clean itself. No, but imagine an oil filter that cleansed itself <laughs> while the oil was going through it. Yeah. That'd be super cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, suppose oh, wait, an air that's filter. What we have announced. Yeah, an air filter that's pulling <laughs> air into the engine combustion. Suppose it was constantly cleaning itself. Well, that's what the liver does. That's what the reticuloendothelial system does. That's what the endoplasmic reticulum does. All the time, day and night, awake or asleep, these cleansing actions are taking place. But people who aren't aware of this or as knowledgeable about this as maybe they otherwise might be are running out and getting some of these, you know, cleanse in a box, cleanse in a bag. Uh, colon get, cleanses. Get, yeah, these I got these great colon cleanse pills. Yes, yes that kind of yeah, a thing. One set of pills. It's miraculous. I just take these pills three times a day and... My colon's cleanse. Mm. Now, we want a clean colon. There's no doubt about that. Um, the normal transit time, from the time you eat something till the time it comes out of you, and what is it that's coming out of you? Most of the fats have already been emulsified and absorbed. The proteins have already been broken down into their constituent amino peptide, amino acid structures. What's left? Well, it's mostly, uh, well, not mostly, it, it, well, it, mostly it's bacteria. Yeah. It's the bacteria that live in the gut, makes up more than half of the fecal content. Yes. The rest of it is usually the cellulose fibers that are left over because we don't have cellulase. Now think about that for a second. Why do we have emphasis in our diet for high fruit vegetable intake when we nature did not give us what we need to break it down hmm. let me think about that now in in the the um, uh, animals that have the the, the ruminants mm -hmm. and they have the rumen which is the multi-stomach digestion system that ferments these and they they eat these uh, they, well, cattle should be eating grass. They shouldn't be. They should be eating grass, flowers, uh, herbs. Yeah, we can't eat whatever grass. they come we across. We can't break it down. We just can't. Well, you can't. Mm -mm. And they'll eat this, and they'll and they'll chew it up. And what I heard was they'll chew a mouthful of grass two hundred times. Chewing their cud. 
before it gets... I think we talked gets, about this in the last podcast. Well, I, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm wild about this right That's now. That's good. That's good. And so and they swallow it. It goes into a stomach full of bacteria that eat cellulose. Yeah. Then after a while, they'll, cu- they'll cough that back up and chew it some more. I don't know what that would taste like. Every now and then you hear somebody say, oh, oh that made me want to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> Well, you know, ruminants can do that. I saw the Zoolander. Yeah. yeah, humans aren't designed to do that. <laughs> I just and threw so up in my mouth. They bring that stuff back up. They chew it. It goes back down. It goes into another stomach where there's another batch of bacteria. It goes into another stomach where there's another batch of bacteria. And interestingly enough, all that bacteria is breaking all that cellulose fibers down to essential fatty acids. Yes, exactly. A fat. Fatty acids. So cows are on a high-fat diet. Yeah. Now there's chlorophyll in grass and the stuff that they eat. So they're getting other kinds of fats that are present there. And their body makes fats, the non-essential fatty acids their body will make, just like our body makes non-essential. But we have this, the, this, the fruit diet, and now there's fruitarians out there yeah. that eat nothing but fruit. That is absolute madness. Yeah, it's crazy. Fruit won't build your body. And then there's the food babe out there that's constantly telling us that every where we turn, there's toxins, toxins, toxins everywhere. There's even toxic air on airplanes. And I mean, I mean, there may be, but you know, and I, I read a really good critique of an article that she did, and I won't repeat it here, nor will I make a handout for it, but I commented on it. And I said, you know, we're asking the wrong questions. It's not the toxins that are killing us. It's the fact that we can't get rid of the toxins that our very wonderful detoxification system that we have inside of us has been... Well, it's, if, it's the result of malnutrition it's a lack for of all, all these all years. the minerals and vitamins. The micronutrients, and the micronutrients that we need, we don't have, so this stuff backs up. If you, But all these systems I just got through describing, when the micronutrients are present... Can get rid of these them. These systems work around the clock. Because you should be able to eat poison and live. Oh, I know you and, say that and, all you know, the time. And we shouldn't... We shouldn't go out and eat feces, of course, and that's why it smells bad, so we won't. But what about the food worker that doesn't wash his hands after he or she doesn't wash his hands after they have a bowel movement and some feces, literally, I know it's gross, but it gets into your well, food. fecal material. You Look what happened to Jack in the Box. Was that yes. 1993, I think it well, was? Jack in the Box. Well, it, it was a national case. Everybody knew about know, it because they had E. coli getting in the meat and people died. Yes. And, and we, then they had those strawberries mm-hmm, and then they had everywhere. the spinach. Yeah. And we just know, had a, e. coli won't a grow cute on little strawberries. missionary that went to Argentina down in, um, well, down in Argentina a couple months ago, die from E. coli. A little 19-year-old healthy oh, I girl remember that. Yeah. died. I mean, I got E. coli about a year and a half ago. I was down for a couple of days. It was not fun, but that kills people. You know, it puts them in the hospital for weeks, and I was down a couple of days. So in other words, we should be able to eat poison and live. We should be. Now, we can't take overwhelming force like fire and falling off cliffs and diesel trucks and trains hitting us, but we should be able to handle the everyday toxins that come into our lives, the high-pollution days, um, you know, even stress, I think of that as a toxin. And yes, we can avoid them, but life isn't about avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. It's about living in the world. And sometimes you get slammed with dirt and high pollution days and, you know, pesticides in your food you didn't know you had and all kinds of different things. So the what we're trying to get across in the Forbidden Doctor 
is not to remove yourself and separate yourself from the world, but to be able to live in the world, to build your body from the inside out so you can handle the That's heavy metals. That's not so hard to understand. No, it's just forbidden. Nobody, nobody is allowed to teach this. You know, I remember in nutrition classes in college, and on one day the, the uh, professor was talking about fasting, and he says it's impossible to fast more than three days. Because when you fast for three days, your body consumes the sugar, the glycogen, stored as glycogen in the liver and in the muscles. And after about three days, your body will have consumed all of that. That's Mm -hmm. why some people can do a three-day fast and not really suffer. But after three days, he says your body will start eating itself. And it's no longer fasting, it's starvation. (laughs) And he told us- That sounds good to some women out there. Well, yes. (laughs) Yes. And it will eat the fat. Yes, and it will eat the organs. it will eat the muscles, it will eat the organs, because the organs are the collective spots for vital nutrition, and it needs that nutrition in other cells. So it'll start eating its own liver, its own kidney, its own heart. And then try losing weight after your muscle mass is gone. (laughs) Well, while he was talking to us about that, he talked to us about the aesthetics, the uh, the aesthetes or something. I can't remember (laughs) the exact word. These were the holy men of India. And in order to be holy, they would separate themselves from the population and they would climb up these 40-foot poles and sit on these platforms on top of the poles. There's the old separation again. (laughs) And they would would fast for 40 days. And usually, you know, they'd end up dying or something and falling off the pole on the ground. And he said, you will not find a professional faster in India over 40 years old. Oh, they've destroyed they, their they, organs. They destroy their organs and they die. And so when this, I was talking to this patient not too long ago that wanted to tr- become a fruitarian. And I just, I just After wanted to shake them. After you picked them up off the floor. Oh, I said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I know. You we, can't build a, a body job. with fruit. You don't have <laughs> cellulase to yeah. break down those fibers. You're just going to get the sugar out of it. It's going to give you energy, but it's going to run your insulin through the level or through the ceiling. You're going to start burning your blood vessels. You're going to start having heart problems. Your body is going to need uh, protein, so it's going to eat its own bones. It's going to eat its own muscles to get that protein to keep Ooh. that heart going. Did you tell them all I this? I told them this. And they just, oh, oh, Dr. Sagwell, I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, And I said, here, I want you to go read the GAPS book. That's why we have the GAPS book out in the front. In the front. Boy, I didn't realize that. That's worse than vegetarianism. Oh, it's worse than vegetarianism. Than, than a, uh, now some, In walks Steve Jobs. Some vegetarians who are super, super religious about this can get by with it. Didn't but a fat. lot of people's bodies cannot mm-hmm. handle a strict vegetarian diet. Vegetarian's much better than vegan. Yeah. So. Well, she asked me, she says, well, I need to increase the fiber in my diet. And I said, well, you know, fiber from whole food is different than this fiber that's in this uh, little can she had in her purse. She said, I want you to look at this and tell me. And I look at it, and of course it failed to mention sawdust because most of these things have sawdust in them. Since that's not a food item, they don't have to list it. And I said, if you want, if you think you need more fiber in your diet because the transit time of your food from your mouth to your bottom should be, you know, it, it should be less than 24 hours. hours yeah. to, you know, in in the in the cultures where they're where they just eat right out of the earth what they get that day transit time is anywhere from about 15 to 18 hours the standard american diet now uh transit time is about 2 to 4 days mm-hmm. the elderly and i'm talking about people who are probably 65 and older 
who eat the standard American diet, transit time can be anywhere from eight to 14 days. Ooh. And so I'm telling her, if you, eat, if you wanna get more fiber in the diet, then eat more fiber foods. Because when you eat this concentrated fiber, you're going against the genetic design of our, of our bodies. You know, the fiber that comes from whole food is sufficient if that's what you wanna do. If you need to increase the movement of the mass, the bolus, whatever, through the, through the colon, Make sure that you're eating something that is very fibrous as opposed to eating these little orange drinks that are sweetened with corn syrup anymore, even though they don't say corn syrup on the container. Yeah. And put in a tablespoon of psyllium husks or, you know, we weren't designed to eat a tablespoon of psyllium husks. At the recent um, Paleo FX conference, they had a lady that spoke about losing weight and are, can you lose weight faster with drinks or with whole foods? And she said she showed all the research, everything, and it was definitely whole foods. Isn't that something? Yeah, not drinking yeah, your nutrition. We, that's what fish do. Mm-hmm. We weren't designed to get our nutrition by drinking yeah. it. We got chew. <laughs> we don't have gills. You still we got all your teeth, don't you? I still have my teeth, <laughs> yes. And I still have my common sense. I still have my wits yeah, about Yeah, when me. animals lose their teeth in nature, they die. Yeah, they're just... They, they die. You know, as they're trying to escape the wolves, they look over at <laughs> Uncle Bob and they said, uh, Uncle Bob, uh, slow down a little bit, would you? Yeah, we lose our teeth. Yeah. You know, we probably should die. But what's going on inside of our bodies if we lose our teeth? Literally, our our gums can't... There, There's not enough strength there to hold on to no, the you'll teeth. You'll tear the gums up eating the very thing that you need to eat to survive. Yeah. Meat, fish, dairy, and eggs. Mm -hmm. Meat that comes from grass-pastured animals. Fish that comes from deep ocean fish that was not farmed and fed turkey poop. Uh, Raw dairy Mm -hmm. and organic eggs. It's not that hard. You find out the more you eat those kinds of foods, the less you want because your primary, uh, the hypothalamus that's constantly watching what's going through the bloodstream is saying, wow, where did all those micronutrients come from? I'm going to shut down the hunger drive. And you find cool. out you're just not as hungry, Especially and that's why you lose weight. Yeah. We're going to give you some fantastic handouts at the end. Oh, yes. At the, at the end of the audio here, there's going to be some great, great handouts. Now, I wanted to mention uh, fermented foods because fermented foods, it, I mean, it's one thing to eat food fresh from the garden. It's another thing to do what our ancestry has done in order to make their foods last and last and last. And it wasn't just the fruit seller that they would dig a big hole in the ground and cover it over and then put their food in there during the winter so that they had their summer harvest or their fall harvest through the winter. But they would ferment these foods because when you ferment these foods, I'm talking about real sauerkraut, real pickles, uh, real yogurt, real kefir or kefir for you purists out there. And what this does is it allows bacterial populations to grow into these foods. And these bacteria, all those tiny little bacteria bodies, when you eat this food, those bacteria bodies just burst open in the digestive processes of the human body, and they are loaded with amino acids. They are loaded with vitamins. And not only do you find the enterocytes in the brush border area of the small intestine building these things, when you eat fermented foods, you are eating all of nature's storehouse except for vitamin D, which you can get from the sun, and, or cod liver oil, and the essential amino acids that you've got to get from an animal source. Yes, and in this sterile world we live in, how many of these do we get in our diet? I mean, you've got the five-second rule. You dropped something on the floor this morning, and it had been on there for 
15 minutes. It was one of my nutrition pills. And I said, pick it up and eat it. We live way too sterilely, if that's a word, in this world. And that's the reason for the fermented vegetables. One of the main reasons, Jack, they fermented their vegetables was because they knew they couldn't break them down. They knew they didn't have the ability to live and to grow off of these. And so fermenting pre-digests it. Yes, they knew they Little were healthier if yes. they would ferment it before they ate it. Yes, and, they, and this is the forbidden information that has been destroyed through the years. Completely gone. We don't even know this. Everybody knew this. Everybody knew you couldn't live on vegetables. You had to ferment them. They maybe not didn't know why, but the it older, pre-digests them. That's true. The older agricultural-based societies um, that uh, had farms, they grew wheat for bread and things like that. They knew they had to ferment that wheat. What they, they would ferment the wheat, dry it out, and make their bread from that. Or they would make their um, uh, dough and then throw the dough into these clay pots and just let it sit there till it got stinky. <laughs> and then they would cook it. Kind of like sour milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, is, this was the original sourdough. Yes. And they would be out there in the hot sun in these clay pots getting stinky. And when they stunk enough, then they would roll them up and put them in the oven and eat them, and they were healthy. But if they ate it without fermenting it first, arthritis, yeah. osteoporosis. Well, look at the we Egyptian know that mummies. because we look at their mummies. Yeah. We look at the mummies, and yeah. their bones are just, you know, we can't get a woman today to have healthy bones past 50 years. But if you look at the, at the, uh, the mummies up in the Alps, up in British Columbia, where they found some Indian mummies high in the glacier-filled mountains— um, where they were the hunter-gatherers, their bones are still as hard now as they were then, just yeah. as hard as steel. And another thing you do with cleansing that we we that is be, that is completely forbidden is sunbathing. I mean, sunbathing was the cure for all kinds of ills. For for that's what they would do with people with tuberculosis in the early, in the inner cities a hundred years ago. And and get out to the beach, go to the warm, dry climates, get out on the beach. Drink the water they have there. Iodine. Eat anywhere the from six in. to a dozen eggs yeah. a day. Eat the seafood and sit there in the sun. And I, it would cure tuberculosis left and right. I have, um, here's a forbidden little tip. I have 90-year-old patients tell me that in elementary school up through junior high, they used to get an iodine tablet on their desk oh, yeah. every morning. Yeah. You would be thrown in gel. Talk about forbidden. If you tried that today. If you tried to do that to your students in, in their classroom. Yeah, because it stopped goiter. It gave them a healthy thyroid. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't, you can't have a healthy thyroid. We won't make any money. Um, so another thing that's important is bathing with Epsom salts or, let me see. Um, we don't think about, uh, well, so, you know, some people think about bathing when it comes to detoxifying and cleansing. And, and when you're out there in the sun, sunbathing, as you said, the vitamin D buildup that takes place in the system, there's other things that are going on with the skin. Oh, here it is. Epsom salts, you can use bicarbonate of soda, sea salt, seaweed powder, and apple cider vinegar, and add one half cup of any of those into a bath water. Spend 30 to 50 minutes in the bath. And, oh, and they can um, cause a, quite a detox reaction, so start slowly and rinse yourself off after the bath. If your skin gets dried, apply, apply cold press olive oil. I'll make a little handout for this. But we did this the other night with what was about two, three hours. 
in the bathtub with oh, yes. Epsom salts. And we just sat there and talked and talked and talked. And it made this Indian soap, like we used to call it. Oh, it's yeah. It's probably racist. But when I was a little girl, you know, the, 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 the ditches, you know, would pile up with this, we called it Indian soap, because we were scared to death of the Indians that lived up the street from us, which is so horrible and racist. Because I'm part Indian. I'm, You're Cherokee. I'm Cherokee. <laughs> of course, I didn't know it. But I wasn't doing it in a racist way back then. But that's, that's what we built up in the bathtub. It, it was pulling stuff out of our skin. Yeah. And it, it was, was floating on the water. And I thought... We thought we were perfect. I thought, Mary, what did you do? <laughs> Look at this water. What did you do to the water? <laughs> so... This doesn't have to be a big mystery. This doesn't have to... It doesn't have to uh, be that hard if you understand the absolute miraculous majesty of the human body to take care of itself. Yeah. It's already cleansing, but the cleansing slows down. It's detoxifying, but the detoxifying slows down if it isn't getting the micronutrients that it needs. So what I put together, well, we've had this in the clinic for quite a while, is a very simple GAPS colon cleanse, and we call it that, but it's heals and seals the gut, and it's also a weight loss protocol. Now, our winner so far is 93 pounds. Yes. I just had a lady in last week that has lost 53 pounds. Yes. She had so many years of bloating. She says this GAPS has been the only thing that has helped her with that. So that's what this GAPS colon cleanse and weight loss protocol is. It's really strong. Um, it's got Colacol 2, which is a um, bentonite clay, and it's going to adsorb, add absorb toxins to it and you take that on an empty stomach and then we have a whole bunch of nutrients you take um also we have a really strong um, enzyme product that we recommend you do enemas with it it's so strong it's really a wonderful and then we also have for you brave souls out there i will put this on i i really Debated whether well, we put talked this about on. this before the podcast whether we should yeah, include this or not because people it's a juice fast it's a five to seven day intense juice fast cleanse um, yeah you will lose weight on it too but that's not the reason I put this together I put this together which we've used this in our clinic for years uh -huh. probably a decade or more for people that are very toxic like cancer patients this is not treating cancer. We give this cleanse no, to people that have cancer and that don't have cancer. And it's very intense. But the fear of putting this on this podcast is that you'll jump ahead and not do gaps and heal and seal that gut. And you'll run right in and do this cleanse. So um, that I think should be, I don't want to say warning. Maybe I should say caution. The big caution of today's show yeah. is is to make sure you heal and seal your gut before Why? you do a cleanse because you'll just get those toxins right back in your body. If you're if if you punch that liver, especially with some of these herbs that people use and and you punch it and and you you know dump all these toxins all of a sudden and you have leaky gut, you have candida that drills tentacles in into your gut wall, literally holes into your wall, let alone just the zonulin cells and everything just becoming so weak that you literally your gut becomes like a sieve. A sieve rather than a solid And guess tube. where they'll go? Right, right to your brain. back into the brainstem. Yeah. And, back and, into the bloodstream. Yes. And then you're adult. In adults, it lands in your joints. And then you, you know, get hurt joints and swollen joints. And then you're diagnosed with arthritis. And it just continues on and on. And so it's very, I can't tell you 
how important it is to heal and seal the gut with GAPS. And I will give that GAPS protocol on this podcast. Great. And then also I'm being really, really, really brave here. And I'm thinking I might give away our very strong, scary parasite no. cleanse. No, that's too strong. It is strong. It, it has the strongest herb known to man in it. But it's a very good cleanse if you're for sure you have parasites. It's timed. You have to do it at a full moon at three in the morning. And it's, um, you have to go 10 days on, 10 days off some of these herbs because they're very strong. And then also I decided to throw honey, in. Honey, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> on a full moon at three o'clock in the morning? Uh-huh, for three days. Yeah. Whatever are you talking about? Well, I may not do that one. I'll do it. Because that sounds weird. I'll do a simplified one. But that's when the, apparently, Is, we, are, we are hooked to the moon. I mean, we're hooked to the tides. Cycles of the moon. Our, if sorry. the tides of this earth respond to the moon, what makes us think that there isn't some tidal force inside our body. Oh, there for sure of is. Of course there That's is. That's when the parasites apparently come out. Now, I'm no Russian doctor, but that's This what, is what the Russians believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I so may, you have I that may, one in there. No, I may do that one. I don't know. I have another parasite cleanse okay. that you don't have to do at three in the morning. Anyway, and then I have a three-day mini cleanse that I might throw in just for fun. It's pretty simple. It's it's okay. It's not my favorite. <laughs> well, I like pulling everything out of our files and giving them to the podcast audience. You know, and I also have another, a really cool PDF that a patient brought me years ago. And I went and looked for it on the internet and I found it and I just saved it. I'm going to try and get hold of the owner of it and give them credit or see if I can even put it on our podcast. But what it has is a bunch of symptoms and then it has the exact juices that help those symptoms. For instance, you will have, you know, you'll have arthritis and then it will tell you the exact juices that you need to make to help that symptom, the, the combination of different juices. Well, that certainly doesn't take the place of your medication, everybody. If you're taking medication no. for a serious disease, we're not implying that you would do some juicing in order to deal with that problem. No, no, no. This but, is just support. But to help support the body's ability mm -hmm. to deal with healing that problem. For instance, a mixture of carrot, apple, celery, and beetroot has a wonderful liver cleansing ability. Green juices from leafy vegetables, parsley, dill, carrot, beet tops, and some tomato and lemon will chelate out heavy metals. Cabbage, apple, and celery juice stimulates digestive enzyme productions and is also a great kidney cleanser. There's many, many, and I have all this information well, in the Well, let's just handout. put it out there. People can do what they want with it. Yeah, well, I'll make sure I get the but permission. But we're certainly not representing this as a treatment for disease. No, no. But this is, but it's surprising how much of this stuff comes from hundreds of years of use in various population groups around the country that they still use these formulas to this day to assist in those problems. Yeah. So there's something behind but it. It's, and it's been forgotten. It's, it's almost forbidden now, and that's why we're bringing it out. That is the whole point of this podcast, Good. for as long as they let us stay on the air. Well, I'm done. Yeah. Do you have anything more? No. The only thing I want to recap real quick is make sure you get that gut healed and sealed before you do a cleanse. Because there's a lot of people who rush out, they try a cleanse, and they feel great for a day or two, and then all of a sudden they're sicker than they ever were before. Yeah. And that's the very reason why the very thing they were using to clean their bodies out is full of holes, 
and it let all those toxins back into the bloodstream. So you need to do gaps first. And that I think we talk about in podcast three is it? four. Is it four? Mama shirts. Four. four. Yeah. All right. Well, we got this is 15 here. I mean, I'm starting to forget what we've done. <laughs> we've done this for so hey, long. You were I killer. Ho I hope we're not repeating ourselves. Job. But go to the end. Please go give us a five star review if you can. Let's get the word out there. Let's get the forbidden doctor's name. Well, this is the Common. look at this. This is the fifteenth one, but we're well. We're almost seventeen thousand downloads. Yeah. So whoever you are out there, your fingers are probably raw, but we really appreciate those seventeen thousand downloads. <laughs> Let's get this information out there. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you on podcast sixteen. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast and Mary's and my health secrets. Now here's where you can help us help mankind by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really want to join Jimmy Moore, Bulletproof Executive, Lear Keith, and all the other revolutionaries in saving your families with the forbidden truth about self-healing. Please like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at Forbidden Doctor. More information is available at ForbiddenDoctor.com or call us at 866-867-5070. We answer calls. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.